0: hey what's up guys it's Jordan with the laundromat resource podcast this is show 101 and I am pumped that you're here today because today we have joining us on the show Sharon Brinks uh who is awesome shares a ton of great great information from building laundromats to how she runs them to how she builds her teams to how she does market I mean so much good stuff in this episode you're gonna love Sharon if you ha- if you don't know her yet you're gonna get to know her and get Get a lot out of this interview. I know I did. Uh, tons of great stuff. Real quick, before we jump into it with Sharon, I wanted to share today's fast lane tip. Fast lane tip is how you can utilize laundromat resource to get on the fast lane to success, whatever that looks like for you, leaving your nine to five, uh, creating side income, cash flow, whatever that looks like. Fast lane tip is this: go ask a question, answer a question over on the forums. So much good interaction happening over there. A lot of you guys going to introduce yourself in the new member introduction forums. We've got the map forums, there's the repair forums, if you got questions on repair, there's the commercial real estate. Uh I mean, there's uh there's places to go, people to meet over on the forums. And along those lines, I just wanted to take a quick second to welcome to the team, James, who is the new uh, community liaison who you might see over there on the forums, uh, browsing around, around asking questions, answering questions over on the forums, along with you guys, along with all of us. Uh, so welcome James, super excited to have you on board. Uh, do me a favor, head over to laundromatresource.com slash forums and go, uh, say hi to James, uh, for me. Also, uh, the link to the forums and everything else uh, on this podcast episode, you can find on the show notes page at com slash show 101. All right, let's jump into it with Sharon Brinks. Sharon, thank you for coming on the show. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for asking me, Jordan. This is awesome.
0: Oh, man. Well, it's so fun because I actually didn't... I didn't know you not that long ago, but we <laughs> met in person at the Laundromat Millionaire Conference, which was a lot of fun. You were on a panel over there. And right. I was like, oh man, she is spouting off gold. We've got to get her on the podcast. So here you are.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm glad you asked me. Yeah, I was on that with Luke Welford and um uh, Brian Wallace of the CLA. So yeah, that was that was a blast. That was a lot of fun and Portland.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good company to be on the stage with. Right yeah. There. A couple of superstars, I, both yeah, former podcast guests. So <laughs> we had to yeah. we had to get you on here so that you could join the ranks. So Heck yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Hey, you know, I know a little bit about you, but why don't you give <laughs> everybody else a little bit of a background of who you are. And, uh, and then I want to get into how you got into laundromat business. Cause you know, I'm always curious how we always get into the, this weird little business. That yeah. Laundromat.
1: Nobody growing up says, Hey, I'm a laundromat. <laughs> wow. so,
0: yeah, that's, yeah. I
1: get it. Um, grew up, uh, born and raised in Southwest Missouri. Um, in Ozark. So I got a little bit of a twang. I try to tone that down a little bit sometimes, but um, so went to college at what was then Southwest Missouri State University. It's now Missouri State University. Uh, majored in computer information systems. So I did computer stuff for 25 years in the corporate world. I was a programming systems analyst, business analyst, um, systems design, I, you name it. Um, then, um, I got faced with a corporate layoff in 2011 and cause a couple of companies merged. So they laid some of us off and, um, uh, I had already had some, uh, rental properties. So I, you know, by that time I was a single mom, had two little kids, um, uh, Decided to go ahead and get my real estate license. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, So I'm, I just made the jump to being self-employed. I'd always wanted to work for myself. I mean, I got to the point where um, I didn't enjoy the computer stuff anymore. I, I love programming. Um, back when I started in ni- 1985, a um, long time ago, uh, <laughs> companies hired you to write specific code for that company. There wasn't a you know, package off the shelf that you could buy mm-hmm. and then just install. So you would write specific code for that company. And I love that. I love meeting with the customers, you know, your, your users, your end users defining what their problems were. And then you go back and solve their problems. You write the reports, you um, write the programs and the routines to, to make that stuff happen. Um, well then by the end of the, my IT career, a lot of companies had just off the shelf software and, um companies would buy it and you try to keep it as vanilla as possible. So then you're limited to basically being, you know, cat herding. Um, you're just uh the one that gets all the calls for the software doesn't work, this sucks, uh, it needs to be fixed. And all you can do is just relay that on to the vendor and coordinate, you know, you're just coordinating patches and stuff. I'm like, I don't like that. I get all the grumpiness, but I don't get to fix anything. So and um uh by that time I'd moved to Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I want to change careers. So I already had the rentals, wanted to be self-employed, got my real estate license, had my real estate license for about three years. And then 2014, I bought my first laundromat and um, it was a little rundown, dumpy thing, about 30 minutes from Wichita, Um, put new equipment, mostly new equipment, fixed it up, um, painted you know try to make it as nice as possible it was semi-attended um then after some serious employee theft we became unattended (laughs) open (laughs) for seven um so i've had partially attended i've had unattended and um open 24 hours and not so kind of runs the gamut there um so then I was also seeing this guy that was dating. I wasn't sure if anything was going to come of that. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just buy this laundromat and just do it myself. Um, I Now, I'm not mechanical. I don't fix stuff. I have to hire somebody to come in and fix stuff. Uh-huh. I relied on that a lot, but I did understand business and marketing. And so I relied on that background quite a bit. Um, so that's how I got into my first laundromat. Well,
0: what, what, uh, yeah. I mean, you got, you, you kind of said you you bought a little laundromat here. Like Uh how did that idea pop into your mind? Did it come through the real estate or how did that happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was in the the same little town where I'd had my last job and the, the, um, uh, the one that I gotten laid off from. And then I was also uh, part of that brokerage in that, in that town. Mm -hmm. So I was in that town fairly often, even though I didn't live in that town. And uh, the last time it had been for sale was five years prior. I was like, I thought, oh, laundromat. Ooh, that'd be kind of neat, you know, passive income. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> if you don't have a laundromat, that is a joke. um So then I saw it for sale again. I was like, okay, now I'm in a position where I could. I mean, I, five years prior, I wasn't in a position where I could do that either, you know, financially or, you know, anyway, uh, supportiveness or anything. So, mm-hmm. um I'm going to go for it this time. So I uh, just went for it. Uh, Got a a SBA loan. I think it's a 7A is the one that I wound up getting on that. Um, You know, just sold myself to the bank. Hey, I can do this. Here's why. Yeah, I know I'm, but here's why. And I'm self-employed as a realtor. And here's, but I can do this. So, but yeah, that's how. So that's how I wound up buying that one um can,
0: can i ask you real quick about uh, yeah. that because uh, i get asked about the S- sba loans all the uh-huh. time i mean how how difficult was it to get did that laundromat have good financials and or
1: I actually did keep some financials okay. um enough to support it um and then i had a good enough business plan to show okay here's how i'm going to increase revenue mm-hmm. um the uh yeah. it took a long time i don't know it's so much hard if, if you know you're if you're working with a good bank that can um, walk you through the process. Um, you know, it's, it's in their best interest to loan you money if you're a good, um, good candidate for it. Cause they're going to make money off of you, but, um, it does take a while. It takes a long time. Um, the next, uh, the, we'll go forward. That's the only SBA loan I've had. So,
0: yeah. Did they, did they dig into the financials of the laundromat, uh, very mm-hmm. much? Is that,
1: I, I gave them everything that I had on uh-huh. it that I was able. So I was, so there's, I bought the real estate and the assets. So completely separate real estates on this bill of sale for the, mm-hmm. for the assets um, separately. Um, and the sellers, um, unfortunately, sadly they were getting a divorce. So that's why, you know, no one ever sells a profitable business Well, life happens. Mm-hmm. So um, they had, I don't know if they had three or five years or whatever they had um, uh, from QuickBooks and from their accountant, I was able to give that to the bank and, um, show how I was going to increase that with newer equipment that actually ran.
0: Did the, uh, did you have a distributor that helped you out with that part of the business Uh, plan wise, or did you write it? I didn't
1: even know any distributors around. So nope. did it, did it myself. And with this, this guy I was dating who I actually wound up marrying. So, (laughs) But yeah, he helped me a little
0: bit too. He's pretty awesome. Okay, all right. We're not going to give him too much credit, though.
1: Yeah. I'd give him credit.
0: Uh, well, I'm not going to give him too much. So okay, okay, I'll tell you him it. I'll tell him at the clean show. I'm there. You go. Most of the credit. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. awesome. I I just I get asked about that all the time, and yeah. So I always like to when I hear somebody who's used one, you know, try yeah. to get a little bit of the detail. I mean, any yeah. did, any tips that you pull pulled from that experience for anybody trying to get an SBA loan?
1: Um, if i trying to get an SBA loan, um, have all your ducks in order, um, you know, try to, you know, like the, I guess the one that's most well known as the Dave Ramsey, you know, try to try to have the least amount of debt as possible. Have your, your credit score is in, in line, um, have a source of income, but no, Know the, Try to read as much as you can about the business, know the business, so then you can write a business plan that sounds legit and that hopefully is legit. And you can show them how you can increase your revenue. You know, here's where it is right now. Here's where I plan to take it in five years. Here's how SBA and bank, here's how you're not going to lose any money with me. In fact, you're going to make money with me. I'm not going to be something you have to write off. So.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, how did you know how to write a business plan?
1: Um, read a lot of books, you know, um, I think Steve probably had a template. Steve's been doing, it's my husband, uh-huh. um, uh,
0: who, who we're not giving any credit to.
1: We're not giving any credit to, but I probably yeah. wrote something or another, or, or maybe let him have a little bit of input into, yeah. what should you say, what shouldn't you say, but, um, Yeah. At that point um, he was living out of town. Uh, He was, I think he was working in St. Louis at the time and I was in Wichita or in the Wichita area. So um, yeah, it was kind of a, mainly me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was nice of you to let him feel like he's contributing and you know what I mean? That was really nice.
1: (laughs) He contributes more than, um, than you think. (laughs) He really does. And he likes, he's very private. He likes to stay in the background and he doesn't want any credit for anything. he just like, That's Sharon's business. I, you know, it clean, you know, people I'm sure people are going to come up and ask him about, well, how's the lawn to me? I said, I don't know. That's her business. I don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm don't
1: yeah. i just, I'm just the engineer on the project. And I'm just, leave me alone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That sounds like a good yeah. uh, one, two punch partnership there. I like that.
1: So far so good. Yeah. It seems to be working. He's a yeah. structural engineer. So he's the engineer on the projects and when we do stuff. And then I'm the real estate broker and I have a brokerage and, um, you know, do the, the business end of it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, okay, so this is in 2014. So is This is
1: over? 2014 okay. uh, when I bought, um, the dumpy little laundromat, um, Let's see. So, we finally, I finally talked him into marrying me in 2015. Um, so, yeah, hey, a little great. bit of work, but got there. Um, not everybody will put up with me. I'm a little bit of a type A. He's a little bit of a type A, and we, we, we will butt heads, but it's, it's okay. Comes out fine.
0: It's that whole iron sharpens iron thing.
1: It does. You it gotta, does.
0: You got to have that perspective.
1: It really does. Yeah. Um, and we, we bounced a lot of great ideas off each other. Um, so got married 2015, moved actually to Wichita proper instead of the, another little town outside of Wichita. And um, by this time, that laundromat's unattended I um, really had the bug for the business and loved it. So we decided, hey, let's build, let's build a new one in Wichita. There has been a new one in Wichita for a few years. I surveyed every one of them in town. Equipment minutes pricing, um, you know we're the laundromat tourists, just like every laundromat owner. Once you, <laughs> you got to go and, and you're driving through a little town? It's like, oh, there's a laundromat, mat. let to look at it. So, you yeah, know, I've seen a lot of them around, but been in almost all of them here in town, at least the bigger ones. And um, we decided there was a, there was a big need. We identified where we could put it. Um, I found some land. Just absolutely had been some houses on it um, that had been scraped. Apparently there's a tornado that had went through uh, into uh, late nineties um, highway had been through. So now that was more commercial land instead of residential. Mm-hmm. So I picked the location pretty much right smack in the middle of town, um, right by the major East West artery, which is Kellogg highway, uh, highway 400. And um, we bought that. Um, May of 17, end of May of 17. And then the very next week was Clean Show in Las Vegas. So we had this land, we're, uh, we got a contractor. We know we want to put in um, Speed Queen equipment because that's what I had at the other laundromat. And that's what I was familiar with. I already had a relationship with that distributor. So um, we went to Clean Show in Las Vegas. And I knew nobody in town had credit cards. Nobody could take credit cards either directly on the machines or pay at the register or anything. I mean, it's all quarters or dollar coins, mainly quarters everywhere. I was like, wow, this is, we're like 20 years behind the times. What the heck? So we went to clean show in Vegas and um, I'm not, I'm not giving plugs, but I guess I kind of am. I'm just telling you how everything happened. Um Alliance Laundry Systems was doing a um, little seminar on here's what our vision of technology for the future is for our company. Um, and um, um, we got signed up for it. Our distributor's like, yeah, you should go to this, but it's by invitation only. So we signed up for it and we went and I was like, I was, I was in the market for credit card readers. So I know there's two, the two major players are still major players now. Um, I was like, I don't like either one of them really for my purposes. Um, it's not really what I'm looking for, but that's, you know, I'm going to have to pick one. So, okay, fine. So, we go to this little meeting, and uh, Scott Chiavetta, who's the chief information officer at the time for Alliance Laundry Systems, was doing the presentation on what came to be um, Speed Queen's Insights system. Mm-hmm. And they were going to have the SAP payment system, and they're eventually going to develop the POS system. But all the controls behind the scenes for the uh, machines, Um, you start the machines, you can stop the machines, you can rapid advance, you can check your finances, you know, okay, how much, how much money has come in per machine turns per day and everything, everything that should have been in place 20 years ago. (laughs) And that everybody since then has in their equipment. I, I, I swear I must've been drooling and Steve and I are on the front row because, you know, we're old and we can't see very well and we don't hear very well. So we're on the front row. (laughs) i furiously taking notes just, and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I said, I want it. I want it all. So we, we kept poor Scott for about 20, 30 minutes after that presentation and just pelted him with questions and questions. And I said, Hey, we just bought some land. Um, We're going to build a brand new state-of-the-art laundromat ground up. I have a 25 year IT background. I've got a a degree in IT. You're going to need a beta tester. Please, 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 please. Can I be the beta tester? And um, uh, so we kept in touch over the, the next year, and we were the first laundromat in the United States to open with Speed Queens Insights and uh, the app payment system. So we have actually the value centers that they have now. They have payment centers in the New Orleans, but, but you can get either one. But we had the very first value center, didn't even have a label on it or anything. It was just an ugly gray box in the wall. So we got to be what I call the crash test dummies for that system. So that's the precursor. Or now they have the touch screens. Hips even has touch screens, which I don't think hips was supposed to have touch screens. That's what we were told, but now hips has touch screens, or whatever. <laughs> um, but this software was the foundation and the precursor for all the touch screen stuff. So if you have touch screens out there, you're welcome.
0: You know. All right, look at that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're giving you credit and Steve's none of none. the credit for that no. also.
1: Steve gets the credit because he had to listen to me whine and complain when things weren't going right. <laughs> but um and it's it's pretty, it's it's pretty sweet, it's pretty smooth now. But uh and then I also shout out to Adam Dill, who was the director of IT at the time. Um he put up with my constant texting and Adam, this isn't working right. Adam, what's wrong here? Adam, 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 Adam is just weekend. I didn't care what time it was, I didn't care what day it was. I was constantly pelting him with texts ah. and he got it done. But um so we built that. We opened April um, 12th of 2018 and um, doing well. Um, people always ask, Oh, I bet this makes a lot of money. And, and the, you know, people always ask you about your financials and you right. yeah. like, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about that, but <laughs> well, you know, I, I also have a lot of bills. Yeah. Hey, my, my water bill is about like this. And then you know, your customers look at you and go, Oh, Oh my gosh! I didn't even think of that. And I say, yeah, but you know, the employees keep showing up, so I guess their paychecks aren't bouncing. So, <laughs> so um, still looking for other locations. Um, we've been looking for other locations pretty hard for the last two years. We have different areas in town that we like. Um, trying to find the right real estate, either to buy or to lease, is the challenge. We put LOIs mm-hmm. all over town. Haven't quite come to an agreement on anything yet, but, um, we're still looking to expand. Um, I'd like to do maybe four or five more, something like that, but, um, Awesome. All right. So our current Matt, probably one of your other questions is going to be, so what do you do? Um, so we're coin, we're hybrid, we're coin. You can do speed queen app. Uh, we are fully attended and you can actually pay at the counter. For your equipment, so pay your way, coins app or at the counter, either with cash or credit debit. And then we can start the machines for you using Insights. Um, You got to have employees you trust because they're going to be handling cash and Mm -hmm. starting machines for you. Um, But yeah, we're rocking and rolling. I got a kick butt staff, really good staff. So
0: That's awesome. Well, I want to ask you about that in a second too. Yeah, yeah. Um, drop
1: off laundry. We do drop off laundry and I started pickup and delivery April 1st of 2020. So we run the gamut and then we partner with the dry cleaner in town also. So we can even take dry cleaning. We're right. full
0: service. So You just gave me a whole lot of stuff to talk about. So Bring
1: it. Uh, okay, quick, quick, we're going to start.
0: Quick quick question. Do you still own the your first small one?
1: Good question. So we got this one built um, about three years ago, I think we'd been, um, working.
0: You're at, you're at four years now, aren't you?
1: 2018? Yeah, but we, we did, we had both of them. Oh, okay. A one year period. And I was like, okay, the, the money's in Wichita.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make I know. I, the I money's in Wichita. It
1: doesn't make sense. The new laundromat's this direction. That laundromat's 30, 30 minutes that direction. Yeah. I'm pulling this many quarters, quarters only. Yeah. Um, change machine vandalism, you know, just, I, I wasn't worth the headache. Not, God basically told me, Sharon, close that, but just close it down. So I sold all the equipment to uh, Midwest Laundries. Okay. Um, Jim Schultz uh-huh. up there. And um, then we sold the building, finally got the building sold last year. Um. So he's just using a guy who bought it. It's just using it for storage. So it's like, that's fine. Um, so no longer have to mess with that one. I'm just focusing where we're at now. So we we only have, I only have one store.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: I'm not, I want to be the Williford someday. (laughs) Now we're not.
0: Nope. Don't we all want to be the Williford? Oh my God. (laughs)
1: 485 stores. And yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, that was probably when we started the interview. They're probably up to 488. I now. think they are. Yeah. Since probably since in the 20 minutes we've been talking or whatever. I
1: think yeah. And then Ross Dodds, you know, just I know. Their on time their heels. Turn around. He's added five more mats.
0: Well, and we we're we're just launching our fundraise for Diligent capital investments. So we're looking to add it. a whole bunch uh that way too. So his yeah, his tally yeah. might might creep up there. So. so
1: I I just have one, but it's 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 not even small, but mighty. It's large, but mighty. And, um, yeah, I'm looking for more though.
0: Cool. Okay. Let's, let's go back to that first one. Just for a second. I just want to ask a couple questions about that. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So you said it was kind of a little bit rundown, smaller, Mm -hmm. you put new equipment in there Uh when when you purchased it, was it Mm -hmm. profitable when you purchased it?
1: It was, Okay. It it was profitable. It had older equipment. Um, so there was a bank, Remember the old sizzle dryers? There was a mm-hmm. bank of three stack sizzles. One of them worked.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: One pocket out of six. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, one pocket. <laughs> one pocket. Yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of top loaders. Some of which worked. Some were out of order.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Got rid of those. Um, there's there were they had some other Speed Queen equipment. It was like a hodgepodge. You know, she had bought um, the gal who was selling it had bought a few uh, had a few newer Horizons. Um, which are evil, don't oh, man. I really don't like the horizon. I i will forever, you know, that rubber gasket,
0: oh, and yeah,
1: this the stuff that accumulates under there, um, just is indescribable. Yeah, I didn't like the in is in there. Hideous, yeah. um, <laughs> um, and some others be queen dryer some work, some didn't, but yeah, it was still profitable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So you bought that one, and you ran it. You, you said you bought it in twenty fourteen. fourteen
1: Bought it in January. Yeah, January fifteenth of twenty fourteen.
0: And then you sold it somewhere around.
1: 19, I sold it. I think I sold the equipment off in twenty nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Uh, it has been in the fall. I think it's in the fall of twenty nineteen. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. about five years on that one. Yeah.
0: And then I mean, when you when you retooled it. Did you see an uptick in business? Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you got old equipment, um retool. Just just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you will not, um, you won't, you won't regret it. Yes, you're gonna have a loan on it. Uh, I mean unless you're you're fortunate enough to be able to pay cash. I had a loan. Um, but the headaches of stuff not working, stuff breaking. And then again, my, the service people who work on those are 30 minutes away here in Wichita, mm-hmm. trying to get them scheduled to go out there to work on anything. Um, you know, I could do basics. I clean out the drain, you know, the drain valves and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not replacing anything. I'm not going to, I can replace the rollers on the dryers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the limit of what I'm willing to do. Um, I've been to service school. I went to Alliance uh, service school in Ripon, So I've got all the electrical diagrams and everything. I'm like, okay, hey, that's nice.
0: I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's nice. I will not use <laughs> yeah. it.
1: I will break more things than I will fix.
0: I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good to hear. Because I mean, I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous to retool sometimes mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's a big investment, right? And especially like the lately, I mean, equipment prices have been going up and yeah. interest rates are going up on those loans and yeah. it's just get more and more expensive to retool. And so I think people are- yeah. Nervous to do it, yeah. but to hear that you, it was worth it you, for you is—you you got to cool.
1: figure out um, your your finances. If you've got like all the money in the world in the bank, just pay cash. You're going to save on the interest. But uh, most of us have to leverage. So you know, if you if you're financing and your payment's going to be this much, how much revenue do you feel like you're going to need to make to cover that and make it worthwhile?
2: Right. But
1: also keep in mind how much time and aggravation are you having to spend on the the downtime. And the customer perception, that mm-hmm. is huge. What does the customer see when they walk in? Are they seeing out-of-order signs?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which are, I hate seeing out-of-order on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- number one, I don't like to have anything down, but I hate just seeing out-of-order. Well, yeah, that's nice. So we actually have a little laminated tags in our new store. It says on vacation with a smiley face. Yeah,
0: That's better, yeah.
1: That <laughs> At least better. it's better. It puts a little bit of a positive spin on it. And then, you know, we get it fixed as soon as we possibly can. As soon
0: as you get that mechanic to come down there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they're a lot closer now. They're only about less They're about three miles away. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 But getting parts now is the biggie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. I've got a couple machines that I just waiting on parts for still.
1: We have 200 well. pound washers. I love the big boys. I love them. Uh, one of them's down because the inverter went out. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's still under warranty.
0: Oh, that's nice. Can oh, you get go. the part.
1: Yeah. But I gotta get the part in.
0: Yeah. Um, so curious, why why shut it down and not try
1: to sell it? Um, so <clears throat> when you are looking to sell a laundromat, word word to the wise, um, have somebody sign a non-compete and an NDA if you give them the financials. Mm-hmm. Um I did try to sell it.
0: Okay. Uh
1: a uh, gentleman, um, you know, gave him all the information. Um, well known in town, you know, knew he was financially able to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, um trying to be delicate here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took uh, the information and, and went his own way with it, is what I'm Yeah, three blocks gathering. uh
1: three blocks away. Yeah. My same speed queen distributor also um was a Continental distributor. And um, he put in a brand new Continental Express laundry three blocks away. Oh, I don't like to hear that. And I was that. stupid enough. I was like, I could have sworn I had him sign that non-compete and NDA before I gave him the financials. And I did not. So, yeah. so I'm doing the best I can, you know, uh, just trying to get that thing going. And then I had the perfect storm. I had, um, let's see water main broke um about a block away that affected my store it didn't affect his um that on a sunday so i was down on a sunday then they just Oof. they decided to tear up the street in front of me so they had to enter from the back instead of from the front to the parking lot that was torn up for like three months or so uh, then when they put in a new water line that then broke my water line coming into the building. So I had to have a trencher come in, dig up that line, replace it. Um, and then Christmas time, the, the coup de gras was my uh, changer is bolted to the wall. You know, you have to get in back behind it to do anything. It's a, it was a front load, mm-hmm. um, was broken into, um, took all the bills. Okay, fine. Got it repaired back online. Two weeks later, same guy. I mean, I got it on video, um, but it's wintertime. He's got his coveralls and everything's all dark and everything. Goes in there. He's a big burly guy. Goes in there, um, breaks in back behind it, unbolts it, and then carries it. Now, I'm telling you, this is a big... Yeah, big, those are heavy.
0: It's like a safe. It's on
1: a big metal base. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's, we're talking 200 pounds easy. Gets it in the bear grip and carries it outside. And just steal, just steals my changer. I was like, okay, I get it. God. Yeah. We're done.
0: Yeah. 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 Message received.
1: Message received. The Jeez. money is not there. It's in Wichita. Um, it when it's not, not
0: there, it. the big burly guy has it.
1: <laughs> the big burly guy has it now. I hope you enjoyed that. Gave all the video to police and of course nothing ever happened. Yeah, they them. never do anything. Um, you know, it, it, it did not pay, you know, every, every laundromat, every town. Everything is is different. So that particular scenario, um, none of the I think there's two laundromats left now in in that town. None of them. They're not attended. It's it doesn't pay to be attended. There's not enough Mm. off laundry in that town really to make it worthwhile to be attended. Um, I've got some camera camera systems that doesn't stop anybody. Um, uh, So anyway, well. Tended, then you are you know you gotta you gotta worry about that kind of stuff. We've had people try to drill out the coin boxes to get the few little coins that are in there, and they obviously you know they don't get them out; they just mess up your coin box.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, anyway, so I learned an invaluable amount of stuff from that laundromat. Just incredible how much I, that was my training ground. So even though I probably wound up losing on the, the sale of the, the building, oh, undisclosed to me also was that it had been a Dry cleaning site. Oh, no. Yeah. When I bought the place. Now, wouldn't you think SBA would have uncovered that in their phase one? They didn't. Didn't.
0: Um, Uh, So you get hit with environmental stuff?
1: And I, yeah. Well, I didn't have to do anything. I got accepted into the dry cleaners um, cleanup program. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the safeguard for the person who bought the building is, hey, the, you know, you're, you're grandfathered into this. You just, so. Um, but yeah, it, everybody in town knew it had been a dry cleaners, except for me up until 1974, it'd been a laundromat since 61. Um, and so the word around town was, oh, it's contaminated. At least it's contaminated. Well, so yeah, that well, was. I learned a lot in that yeah. years. I'll tell you what. <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds similar to, you know, well, in some ways to some of my hard lessons that I learned on my first one too, yeah. you know, and they end up being very expensive. And yeah, but I mean, I think that, you know, obviously great lessons for you. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I mean, it's yeah. hard to talk about when stuff like that happens, yeah. uh, you know, it it's hard to put that stuff out there, but I think everybody benefits from hearing you say, Hey, the people that you're sharing financials with, maybe even the people mm-hmm. that you're working with, mm-hmm. Can do you dirty? Like that that, that happened to me. It happened to you, right? And so, trying to think through, you know, what do I need to do, and and how do I cover myself? How do I protect myself? You know, having them sign non-disclosures, having them sign non-competes before they have any access to how your business is doing. Yeah, Uh, and and Uh, that's I
1: just I I trusted too much, you know.
0: Me, me too, me too. And that's the kind of thing that. You don't know. I mean, there's no, there's no, nobody would have any expectation that you would have known that.
1: Yeah. Until you
0: learn that lesson. Right. And so I think that's why it's really important if you're thinking about buying a laundromat, your first laundromat or whatever, find somebody, you know, talk to Sharon, talk to me, talk to, you know, somebody in the business who can share the expensive lessons with you so that you don't have to learn the expensive lessons the expensive way. (laughs) 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 So sorry that happened to you.
1: It was oh that's that's okay. It was um it was it was an invaluable lesson though. I'll tell you what, we learned so much about it. Now it does make us skittish about buying um property like there's a laundromat for sale in Wichita that's former dry cleaners and they're accepted into the dry cleaners program. It's closed mm-hmm. for several years, uh, for a few years, and it's completely unrelated to the, you know, whether it was doing good business or not. But um and like, yeah. No, just makes me nervous. A
0: little nervous. Yeah. 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 I get that. So, so yeah. Okay. Well, it, it also makes me really want to have like a page on my website or something where people can just say, Hey, this distributor did this to me in my neighborhood.
1: Well, I mean <laughs> we need like a
0: blast page. <laughs>
1: Cause I, all, I, I hate fairness, that.
0: There's no accountability for that whatsoever. I and it's agree. Not all distributors, but you know, it happens.
1: And I, I found out um a week before they opened by one of my employees at the time who um had ties to that town. Hey, did, did you know there's a laundromat opening over here? And I was and and who's opening? he told me who's opening it. I was like, no, you gotta be kidding me. But in all fairness to the distributor, I mean, they're in the business to sell equipment, you know, and had had I been, had I had all brand new equipment and was attended and wasn't in a building that was 60 years old and stuff like that, you know, nobody would have encroached on my turf. Mm-hmm. So what I felt was my turf. And I still had, even after you open, I still have business people, you know, were a lot of people in that area um, didn't have cars or, you know, it's, it's in walking distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right downtown. Um, so they would, it's closer to walk over to my math and the other one, but um, distributors are, I mean, at the, I, my distributors probably going to watch this. I love you guys. You're awesome, but at the end of the day, they're they're arms dealers, right? They'll sell the ammunition. They'll sell the equipment to both sides. Mm-hmm. So that's their job. That's what they do. They are there to sell the equipment. So, um, and it's our job as laundromat owners to make our laundromats the most awesome places to where. Um, nobody, nobody in their right mind would put one anywhere near you.
0: Yep. And that's, I mean, I think that's a great takeaway lesson, right? And that's, yeah, yeah. that's cause yeah. you can't control what somebody else does. Now I right. get, you know, their arms. I like that analogy. That's why in, you know, when sounds I kind of.
1: Harsh, but no. But it, is. it and, is. And that's
0: when I do when I do webinars for new people on how to buy a laundromat, you know, and that stuff. And I talk about who do you need on your team? I separate mm-hmm. teammates into two categories in, you know, category one is aligned interest teammates. So that's going to be like your lender, like a consultant, like other laundromat owners right. and yeah. misaligned interest. Teammates can be super valuable, can help you out, can give you a lot of great information. But in the end, their interests are not aligned with you. And I put brokers and distribute. I mean, I'm a broker over here, you know, in mm-hmm. California. So I in, yep. in that way yep. I fall yep. in that category, right? And again, it can be an awesome teammate for you, but you gotta remember where where interests lie. And you know, they only make money if they sell. It's like they always so. say,
1: follow the money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Follow the money. Who's who's gonna make money off of you doing this deal? Yeah. Well, they make more money off you if you do well. And you know, good distributors will recognize if you do well and if they help you find, like if you are working with a distributor to find a location, if you do well in that one location, you're going to get the bug and you're going to want to build another laundromat. Yep. And they're going to be the first distributor you talk to. They're going to sell you more equipment. Mm-hmm. But for the one who's just in it for the, the quick sell, um, you know, which I, I personally have not dealt, dealt with any of those, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, they're, yeah, they might not have your best interests at heart because um, they probably won't make any more money off of you.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I, I keep thinking about the broker who sold me my first laundromat and, yeah. and it went so bad. Like, look at now, look how much business I could send that guy mm-hmm. now. And he's, I've, I've had consulting clients who, have been using him. And I said, Hey, just to let you know, like this is who sold me my first laundromat and he's lost business because he did me wrong. Right. And, and, and a lot of other people too. So anyways, not to get off that. I mean, you can't control, I mean, I think there's valuable lessons in there that you shared, but you can't control what they do. Like they're going to do what they want to do. If they want to be short-sighted and make a sale, let them do it. Uh, in the long run, they're going to lose out. But I love your takeaway is like, Hey, you know, you know, what would have avoided all this in the first place, if I had been the kind of presence yeah. in my community where somebody would look at it and say, you know what, I, it doesn't make sense to buy here. I can't compete with that. Yeah. Right. And so I think yeah. that's what we should all be striving for in our businesses is building businesses that people don't want to com- compete with. And you can do that with a small laundromat and you can do that with the big laundromat. Yeah. So I think that's a great yeah. takeaway.
1: Yeah. Had I lived in that little town to where I could have been down there all the time, it would have been very different, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't. I mean, I still had my two kids at home and um, lived at the time about 20 minutes away. Um, so I just, yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm still works. trying to sell real estate at the time too. So yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I used to laugh at people and say, oh, I'm just too busy to do that. I'm like, yeah, follow me for a day. I'll show you busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You
0: got, a lot, you got a lot more time than you think you do over there. You do. You yeah. Do. Uh, okay. So enough yeah. of the hard lessons. I mean, sorry that it all went down that way, but you know what? You got rid of that one finally. And Great. you got, a, yeah. you got a, a nice new, awesome one now. So and more learning content.
1: opportunity. And I used everything that I learned to put into the new one. So yeah. that's um, the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, talk to me
0: about building a laundromat i get asked about building a laundromat from scratch i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are very intimidated by that because it's intimidating so can you tell us a little bit about that process and it's scary well
1: location 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 right Mm -hmm. you got to find the right location the right demographics um what you you know you find your location first okay then you decide okay there's here's my location uh, building and got the permitting. so fortunately my my husband, the structural engineer, um, is um, he was working uh, for a construction company at the time, a building company. so we let them um, handle all that for this particular laundromat. Um, we bought we went with a uh, basically a prefab metal building. Mm-hmm. you can't tell it from looking at the front or the sides of the mat on the back. you can tell it's um, where the uh, dryer vents come out you can see it's all metal building mm-hmm. um brick facade the ethos um stuff the stucco like stuff on the front just looks like a you know regular building um at the permitting you got sizing of um your water lines your sewer lines electrical service gas service all that engineering stuff so we that's where steve and i are re- a great fit is he handles all of that stuff, and I handle the. Okay, this is what I want in an equipment mix. This is what I want. Uh, we spent a year designing this thing, pretty much before we even bought the the land. I mean, we were we had designed up. I mean, there's still if you could see it over on the wall, we still got our blueprints um, up on the wall. That we refer to all the time. I also have a map of Wichita with pins, numbered pins of every laundromat in town, um, and an coordinating spreadsheet to it. But, um, so the building process, um, I see will be the first one to tell you, he does no interest in the day-to-day operations of it. He loves building them. He doesn't like running them, (laughs) running them. The building process gives me ulcers. Oh, it's, 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 it is excruciating. You've ever built a house with your spouse, multiply that by 10. And then because you're putting all of your money into an investment that you're sure hoping is going to work. Right. Put you your money into a house. Your house is going to be there. You know, the, the equity is there unless you've built it over a toxic pit of some sort or an influx. <laughs> or a dry cleaner.
0: Uh, or dry cleaners. Dry cleaner. That
1: would be the toxic pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're putting a crap ton of money. A crap ton is a unit of measure in our, in our household yeah, yeah. into a business and you're gambling that you you're you picked the right spot. This is going to be as necessary in the community as you think it is. Um that the business plan that you've laid out is really going to work. And then and that the business plan you've given to the bank begging them for this hundreds of thousands of dollars is really you're going to be able to pay them back. Um, So yeah, it's um it's fun. I still want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like when you have a baby. You, you guys won't get this you gals well when you have a baby it's a lot of pain and i mean it is excruciating pain worst pain of your life but then after that subsides and you forget about the pain, you're like, oh, I want to do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. We're, we'll have we'll have another baby sometime. Yeah. Um, got to find, yeah, we got to find the right place.
0: I like that. Building laundromats <laughs> is like birthing pains. It's great. It
1: really is. Love it. it really is. Yeah. It, it's painful. It leaves scars. <laughs> 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 yep. Um, so um, the cool thing about building though, is you get... And just like a house, too, you get exactly what you want. You're not inheriting somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I had.
0: <laughs> you get to make your own problems. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we create our own. <laughs> I don't have to worry that a dry cleaner's was ever there. Um, I don't have to worry about if the sewer pipes are still clay. Um, I don't have to worry about that the electrical panel was put in and, you know, decades ago. I don't have to worry about any of it. I, we know exactly where it is, that it's sized exactly right um, Steve engineers thing. He over engineers things. I love it. I'll never have to worry about anything. I don't have, I'll never have to worry about having enough supply line, enough sewer, enough, this enough, that it's Mm -hmm. we're, we're built. So, um, so I guess step number one, marry an engineer.
2: Got it. Yeah.
1: Um, can't do that. You got to find a good one. Um, but finding the right uh, contractor to partner with, um, you know,
0: just yeah. I'll have to if I ever uh, build a laundromat from scratch. I'll have to pitch the idea of a sister wife to my wife so they can get uh, that.
1: That I would not recommend.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think no. it would. Uh, I don't think you go over very well. Anyway,
1: yeah, let's so. not do that. So, uh, so then you go to Plan B, which is find a good one.
0: Yeah, partner with one or, or yeah, you'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hire one. Hire one. I just All don't do right. it. So. Hire a sister wife or a. or no. electrical engineer. Okay. engineer. I mean, find engineer. An engineer. Yeah, engineer. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, things are getting weird now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Calm down. Calm so, down. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, the building process is, is crazy. How is. I mean, did you find, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are afraid in, in some places rightly so, but it varies widely depending on your water distribution. I mean, did you find big fees that you ran into? Like impact fees, one that gets thrown around a lot, uh, you know, stuff like that. Was that a big factor
1: or? Well, we're in Wichita, Kansas. So we really didn't have, um, the huge impact fees that y'all in California would, would uh, encounter. Um, I don't think there was anything that was outrageous. Um, land is relatively cheap here too. So, um, we built a 4,800 square foot building. Um, we have 30 washers. We did leave two blank spaces, so we got capacity for 32 washers, uh, 35 dryer pockets. Um, we could have, if we were building it again, uh, there are, of course, things I'd do differently. Uh, a lot of things I'd cut out. We could have cut a lot, of, a lot of money off of things I was insisting. Okay, no, I have to have this. I have to have that. Well, no, I didn't have to have that, but I'd put in more storage. Oh, my gosh, you always need more storage. I didn't realize how fast, you know, we, we do wash dry fold and we do a health wash, dry fold business. And we try to turn it as fast as possible so we can usually do same day service if it's not in a, a huge amount of stuff. Um, but I've been Monday through Friday, I've got up to three people working during the day. But, and the nice thing about that is people will typically come to us if they want it fast and they'll come get it and get it out of our way. But if they don't, it's backing up. And then I'm kicking myself once again for not having that storage space. Why didn't I build this differently? And, yeah, so we've actually had to reclaim some of the floor space that used to be seating um, for more processing and storage space. So, um, I've got all the room in the world, but its wasn't quite allocated the way I probably should have put it. But customers love the wide aisles, mm-hmm. plenty of room. You know the doors can be open if you come in the center, doors can be open to the washers and then two carts. Any room for two carts and then maybe another one even going past. So we were social distancing before it was a thing. Before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, before it was cool.
0: Yeah. It's funny. So, like, you know, being in LA here and then, you know, I'll talk to people like New York Market, you know, and then mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see other laundromats like yours, like the Willifords, like uh, yeah. you know, Dave Men, like, Get these aisles wow. that you could literally drive a car through. And we're like, can, how yeah. do you, how, what, how, where does all the space come from?
1: Yeah. I have a Ford truck. I could drive my truck right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah even with all the doors closed in the washers, we got to like squeeze through sideways over here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: not quite that bad, but yeah, uh, yeah. but it is wild how, you know, having those big aisles and it makes a yeah, big difference. And, right.
1: And so that, so that I'm glad you brought that up because that highlights the difference in, um, uh, like I said, it, that's one thing I love about this business is you can have it so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a small little mat, you know, 1500 square feet. Um, in a little neighborhood pocket laundromat that's unattended. You can have, you know, one of our bigger ones like mine and Dave's that's huge and fully attended and plenty of room in it, different payment options. Um, you can just do it so many different ways. And it depends, your, your um, geography often depends what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in Wichita, we expect, you know, you're going to get in the car and you're going to drive somewhere to go to a laundromat um new york l a you might be just walking from the apartment building over, so yeah, do I need a parking lot? do I not yeah every yeah every every mat's different, every demographic, every city
0: yeah so yeah, and it i mean it can vary very widely uh you know mm-hmm. depending on all of these different factors and depending on your business model right yeah. like yeah. so yeah it's pretty cool uh, yeah. I like that about this business too, and it's something that actually really surprised me when i started doing this even when i got in the business i didn't really realize there's like a million different ways you can run this business and mm-hmm. uh and new ones popping up all the time so yeah. yeah that's pretty cool yeah
1: you can be you can be quarters only you can be dollars and and quarters so coin only you can be card only you can be app only you can be any combination of those yeah
0: yeah. Self-serve, unattended, fully attended, yeah, wash, yeah. dry, fold, pick up and delivery, yeah. have a cafe, have a bar, have a <laughs> convenience yeah. store. Like, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, so, so, it just depends what is best for you, mm-hmm. your family, your business model. What business model do you want? And do you believe that's going to work in your community? Yeah. You, know, you, can, you can try Shoving it down the throat? (laughs) Uh I mean, you're taking a gamble. So I don't
0: know. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and I think it's so variable.
0: Yeah. I think what a lot of us find too, is that our ideas, our business plans are, they are just constantly evolving. You know, it's like you lay out your business plan. I get, I've had so many people that I've talked to who, you know, wanted the quintessential unattended you know, easy mm-hmm. passage, passive, <laughs> you know, laundromat and had got into the business and was like, whoa, I could build this into a real big business. And have mm-hmm. gone from that, I want to side wow. income to I want to build a big business. And have yep. gone on to acquire a bunch of laundromats or start a pickup and delivery service or, you know, a lot of different things. Um, and I think when people get in this business, you know, your your plans evolve. You learn a lot, obviously. Yeah. I mean you learn a ton and about your business, about the business in general, and about yourself, I think, even um, yeah. and what you're looking for. So
1: yeah, and that that mirrors me. Yeah, it was just supposed to be this little side income. And I mean, <laughs> you know, I was really mainly really a real estate agent at the time. And then I was like, this could be huge. You know, I'm learning so much. I'm reading books. I'm reading, you know, we joined the uh, CLA. Laundry Association before we even open, or before I even bought the, the place in El Dorado. Um, I was reading magazines, I was on the forums reading, learning from people. And um, it's like, this is very eye opening. So now it's, uh, I have my broker's license as a realtor, but that's just for our commercial interests.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't really, I mean, I'll sell for, you know, friends or whatever, buy or sell, you know, help them, but mainly it's just for us. But mainly we are laundry.
0: 24 seven. I'm just laundry, <laughs> go, go, go laundry. laundry. Love it, yeah. It. That's awesome. Okay. So when you opened your store, uh, first of all, like how did, did you, did you, I mean, you built it. Did you do a big promotion when you opened it? I mean, this is a brand new location. Another big fear is i want to put in, and you already kind of alluded to, it, I'm going to put in a big yeah. store and I hope people will come.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did
0: you get people to come?
1: So, um, well, we joined the chambers of commerce, uh, the local Wichita chamber of commerce. We had the ribbon cutting. Um, so there was a little bit of, yay, you know, a little bit of, rock. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads. Um, a lot of those, um, I, so when we first opened, we, Steve and I worked it ourselves. We didn't have any employees couldn't afford it. So, um, I would work it during the day. Steve would come in after he got off his day job and work it to close. And so we didn't see a lot of each other there for the first few months. We finally hired a part-time person uh, for just um, weekend mornings. So I finally, I could sleep in on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yay. (laughs) After about three months, I think we were about three months in by then, but yeah, the first three months was just us all the time. If we were open once Steve or I, or both of us was there, but that being said, we went into the black, we broke even in six weeks after opening. With That's awesome. a huge equipment loan and this huge building loan, land and building loan, um, we still we broke even. Now we were working all the hours ourselves and it was exhausting, but that told us we were on the right track. And um, trying to encourage people to give us Google reviews, obviously five star reviews, if at all possible. Um, just building that word of mouth. And, you know, so many people came in that were thanked us for, for putting the mat in there, that it was, we've got our three, your three basic tenants, clean, safe, friendly. Got to be clean. So I had this bright idea that we would put in, we have tile floors, right? We have porcelain tile and it's white, mm-hmm. white floors and white walls and white ceilings. And yeah, a lot of places that would look kind of boring, but we've got some pops of color here and there. So it's not quite as white as it was four years ago, but it's kind of a grayish, but still looks kind of natural. But um, you can tell on air floors if it's dirty or not. Mm-hmm. You go into a lot of competitors' stores, you can't really tell. It's a maybe a brown stucco type stuff. Um, the biggest, the big laundromats, we have some big, um, four bigger ones in town was built by the same guy who believed in carpet. They all have carpet
0: carpet. Yes. It's carpet. All right.
1: Um, yeah, I guess their customers are better than ours at not spilling stuff on the floor.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a um, nightmare. You,
1: often you'll have those trapped smells. Um, you, yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. I'm not going to bad mouth them, but you, if you're ever in Wichita go in there, going, there's in ours, see which one you like better. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there was, we were not going to do carpet and I don't want, I didn't want the, the concrete floor, you know, just to finish I know that's all the rage. You guys all like your epoxy floors polished floors on the, the laundromats when you, build them. and it looks like a garage, the black ceiling and the concrete floors looks like a garage. No woman wants to go in. and. Do the <laughs> garage. Um, so that was the other things so I wanted to build it from the woman's point of view. Okay. Ah. We have both our entrances are automatic doors. Um, I remember having had two little kids. uh, I never had, I'd never, I'd never been in a laundromat. I used a laundromat uh, until I bought my first one. That was the only, my only experience with laundromat. But if you're a mom and you've got, who's your holy grail of a customer, right? You want the mom with a bunch of kids. She might be bringing in, bringing the kids with you, but that's your target market is the, the families, right? You want the big mm-hmm. families. Mom with a bunch of kids. Kids are coming with her. She's got a laundry basket in one hand, a toddler on her hip. you want her to have to mess with the door? Probably not. You want her to give her plenty of room. You want a wow factor. You want her to walk in not looking like she's walking into the garage to do her laundry. The floors need to be cleaned. So if the laundry falls out into the floor after you're getting it out of the washer, you're not getting dirt all over it. If it falls out of the dryer, under the floor you're not getting dirt all over it um it needs to feel safe where we have a lot of glass we put a lot of glass in that place so the south and the east walls are pretty much all glass
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um you can see in you can see out you can see what's going on you feel safe and then we're fully attended you know we hire um yeah it's it's hard to get good help (laughs) Mm -hmm. hire um on personality and, and hopefully a little bit of intelligence as well. Um, And I've got a a book we kind of try to go by that we, that we hire with that um, mentality, but um, you gotta be friendly. You you gotta be nice. We're not going to be that surly attendant with no uniform shirt. You don't even know if they work there and and they don't want to help. You know, if you need something, just holler at us. So, um, I don't even remember what the question was, Jordan. I just get onto laundromats and I start rambling. Uh,
0: no, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I was asking you how you got people in there, uh, ah. and and you, you—I think you answered it.
1: Once uh, we get them in there, we tend to keep them coming back. So we are the high price leader um, in our market. Uh, we're we're fifteen cents a pound, basically on, capa- on washer capacity. Um, I actually got our prices on our website. I think I still have them on the website. But you can see them when you come in. The A little bit higher on the 20 pounds. We have five different sizes of washers, Uh, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. Um, I have 820s, 1240s, 460s, 480s, and 200s. Um, Dryers, we have three 75-pound pockets. I would put more in if I was building again. Mm. I've got two 30-pound stacks, which I would eliminate those and put 75s in their place. And 14 45-pound stacks. So there's my equipment mix. Uh, the 100-pound washer vents for $15. So you can put all those quarters in if you want. I'd rather you use the app or come pay at the counter. (laughs) If you want to use quarters, you can.
0: That's a lot of quarters.
1: Get your roll. People do it. I don't get it. But, you know, they either want to remain anonymous. I don't want to mess with an app. Um, They're not comfortable with technology. Or maybe they're not, um, they don't want to, they want to just come and do their laundry. They don't want to talk to the attendant. So maybe they don't want to pay at the counter. It's fine. I'll take your money however you want to give it to me. I'm okay with that. Put your quarters in. But um, do, you have a, do you have a sense
0: of like a percentage of how many people-ish use the app versus cash options?
1: So I actually did that number here while back. So we've got coins versus either pay with the app or pay at the counter. Uh-huh. Either credit debit or cash. Um, and we're at about 50 50. 50 50. So, yeah. I'd like it. I'd like it to be more credit debt or, you know, app or pay at the counter. Right. Just, you know, the coins are just a pain in the butt, you know. Right. But if since we are fully attended and we do have the ability, you pay at the counter and we start the machine for you. Um, if the change machine is malfunctioning, uh, we keep it stopped. My man, I have managers there throughout the day, seven days a week. So. Mm. Um, we keep that stocked, but if it malfunctions or something screws up, we just put a sign on it says, please see attendant and they can always pay for their washer at the counter. So
0: maybe you should let it malfunction more often. And
1: <laughs> I, I don't exactly rush in to fix it. It does mess up very often. Usually those little rollers, you know, the little rollers yeah, yeah. Dunk on them, doesn't want to take the bills in anymore. Those just need to be cleaned off. That's about the only problem we've ever had or a bill gets jammed in it. But we're not in a big hurry to go clean it.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: we converted people to paying at the counter and and using the app um, by um, having the the change machine have a problem.
0: You should just you should do what everybody else is doing and be like, oh, COVID can't get parts for oh, yeah. you know COVID yeah. you just blame everything on COVID and it's fine pretty and much yeah. Like, oh yeah well that makes sense you, can't you know parts,
1: COVID just, oh yeah, yeah yeah I'll just pay
0: well, the counter you know yeah and yeah. Then they forget that there's a changer ever and you never have to <laughs> do it anymore um okay yeah no I appreciate you sharing that about 50 50 and uh, do you know about yeah. how much of the pay at the counter versus app yeah I'm um, you know Not top of my head I could yeah. yeah
1: but the cool thing about having um you know, computerized systems, mm-hmm. having having a, a payment system that you can see what your payments are, and then having our POS system. The POS system we're using right now is Brian Anderson's. Shout out to Brian. Yay. yeah, uh, fold POS. Um, it's all cloud-based. So, um, but with his reports between that and from Insights, I could tell, but I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but... I was mainly when when I was calculating them. I I just wanted to see how much my coin usage was at the machines. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I was just kind of curious about that.
1: I'm old. I can't remember a lot of stuff. So. Uh,
0: you know what? That's the beauty of all this new technology. You don't have to remember yeah. any of it. You can just look at it. Touch your fingers. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I can I can pull a report on that. Yeah. Whatever I want.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, uh, I'm, just, quick question I had. Totally. Okay. I mean, it's not a big deal question, but. Okay. Would you do white floors again if you had to do it over?
1: We're not doing white floors in the next one now. Okay. It's going to be kind of a shade of gray. So I did
0: a Actually,
1: I'm I'm copying, so I I like to copy.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I'm you know, I can I can be a little bit creative, but not a whole lot, but I love the Williford's floors. Uh-huh. That that great that shade of gray, something like that, either squares or the long you know, um, long tiles, by like, yeah, uh, 12 by 24s or something like that. So, uh, I do like the white. Um, it is nice. It is a pain to keep it clean when you've got staff who won't follow the procedures for cleaning the floors at night. Yeah. So we do close at 10. We're open eight in the morning to 10 at night. So, um, there's, you know, I don't have to worry about overnight stuff, but, uh, yeah. but it, when we hire new people, we typically start them on the the closing shift, and then we, if we've got a day position open, then we move them up. But um, yeah, it's on it's on the closer to keep the floors to clean them and have them ready for the morning.
0: Yeah, even if you, I mean, even if you follow the procedure, eventually those white floors. I did a I did a very very light gray on yeah. one of my laundromats. and I was like, oh, because you know, you want it to feel clean, light, bright, yeah. you know, yeah. and and you're like, it's it's a good thing. I mean, if you got white floors and you can keep them white most of the time, mm-hmm. it's a good thing is it communicates hey, we're mm-hmm. clean. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of work to keep them looking clean all the yeah. time. So. It really
1: is. Yeah. Vacuuming your entry rugs on a regular basis is huge. That's the first thing people are gonna see when they come in mm-hmm. is your entry rugs. So that's a that's a quick easy thing that any attendant no matter what can do so yeah good little tip a big there. branded logo drug when you first walk in so i'd like to keep it clean
0: yeah uh, okay uh so you've gotten people in you did the chamber of commerce thing you did some ads mm-hmm. on google mm-hmm. and facebook got people in a lot of word of mouth and you said uh, which i love like once people come they tend to stay uh, yeah i actually wrote yeah. that quote down that's pretty nice oh, um yeah. yeah so uh uh I was man, I was gonna ask a question about, oh, okay. Did you start off with wash dry fold from day one?
1: Um, not day one. It was in the plans to start. We wanted to get down the the whole let's make sure. I mean, you know, we're the guinea pigs for this new everything's on electronic is completely new for Wichita. I mean, just people come in and you got the wow factor and what I can use a credit or debit card and pay for my. My machines? You're kidding. It's different. So we went to get that down pat. But it was within probably about the first month that we started wash dry fold. We started drop off laundry, um, and um, so we started at $1.25 a pound. We do do it a little bit differently. I'd researched what do other places do, um, and at clean. I think it was that clean in um, Vegas. That first one that we had went to where. Um, Jeff Gardner, the laundry doctor, mm-hmm. had a little seminar on doing wash dry fold. And he's talking about how they wrap items in plastic. So, like you sort all of the t-shirts out, you wrap those in plastic, you wrap the jeans in plastic, you wrap all the socks, you wrap all the underwear and, and stuff. And you try to sort it out by you can tell if the girl stuff, boy stuff, stuff like that. It's like, that's a really good idea. So we started wrapping in plastic um, for our drop-off orders. Nobody else does that in town. Um, we are not very eco-friendly. I'm sorry. We use a lot of plastic. Um, between that and then our little uh, wash, dry fold, we don't use the, um, the clear plastic bags at this point. I thought about changing over, but right now we get um, the uh, bags from Cleaner Supply that says uh, um, not the one, do your laundry in four minutes, but um, something about clean and clean and fresh or something like that. They're white bags with a red and blue stuff on the front. I don't have one with me handy, but, um, so wrap everything, put them in those bags and then, you know, tie the handles. And then if it falls over in somebody's car, it's not spilling out. And you know, here's your laundry. It's everything stays in there. Nice and neat and packaged. Most everybody likes that. We do have a few people that they either want to save the plastic or, um, they, um, We've got one who owns a, a, a very popular diner in town. He gets up at about 2.30 in the morning to get up and go in and start fixing breakfast. And he doesn't want to be wrapping, unwrapping stuff. He just wants to grab his pants and go. So we don't wrap their stuff. But the vast majority think it's a really nice little touch. And then we hang up the nicer stuff, put plastic over them like it would, from, it would come from a dry cleaners, um, like your, like a polo shirt or a button-up shirt, right? Um, slacks, dresses, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. How long did it take for your wash dry fold business to kind of ramp up? Um, was it quick or did it take a little while?
1: It seems no, it's it it went up pretty quickly. Um that sir in that particular area. Um so we the highest priced around for a laundromat uh was a dollar twenty-five a pound. We started at a dollar twenty-five a pound. That laundromat still at a dollar twenty-five a pound. We're at 219. I'm is we've got up to the point where I need to, it's it's the problem with with drop-off and with pickup and delivery, right? You've got to, you want more business, but then you need more people to handle it. And then there's more payroll. Mm -hmm. You got to watch your budget, but then you got to, if you want to scale, where's that balance at? So I chose to, rather than hire, you know, have 10 people working on laundry, let's just raise the price a little bit at a time and start weeding out some of the customers until we're at a comfortable point. And we still have, um, we had a 200 pound order last week. 219 a pound plus tax. Yeah. We still get them. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm way okay with that. Now we're not around in one day, but, um, you know, as long as you're okay with waiting for it. And if you're, you're not, then there's our equipment. Oh yeah. We sell some soap. And you can pay right here at the counter with credit and debit cards and you can do it. (laughs) So we we got you covered no matter what. But uh, so, yeah, Uh, I think um, there's plenty of uh, for a well-run service. That's the, that's the trick. You've got to provide the quality. mm -hmm. You've got to provide the quality. You can't just, you know, charge for a crappy service. You've got to provide the quality. And the business is there if you can treat your customers well and provide the quality, people see it.
0: How did you How did you promote your wash rifle? Did you promote it in store? Facebook and Google. Yeah.
1: Um, I've got colored flyers at the front that I actually um, um, printed off or had had a print shop print for me. Um, The the Facebook and Google ads, and I also forgot to mention, I also have my website, you know, I I developed the website myself, but um, uh, do a lot of, you know, a lot of SEO and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. if somebody's searching for laundry service, hopefully we come up, I think we do, uh, for Wichita. Um, uh, Not a lot of laundromats in Wichita offer drop-off service. Um, There's one big dry cleaners in town. There's a couple other smaller dry cleaners, but there's one big dry cleaners in town that has the lion's share of that business. Um, we're, we're getting there though. So nice. yeah. But I, I have total six employees, three are full-time and three are part-time. And that, yeah, I don't have the 60 some odd employees that other people have, but then I don't have the volume. So
0: yeah. And most people who have that many, Scott... That's spread across multiple stores usually. So. yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah, that dry cleaner has 12 drop stores and a big processing plant.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah. I don't have near as many headaches.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's kind of a balance. I mean, we talked about like it an is. evolving business plan. I've I've talked with a few owners who have grown a really big uh, drop-off or pickup and delivery service, realized yeah. holy cow, this is a lot of work and It's not, it's not the business I want to run and have, and have compressed it, you know, either through raising prices or saying no more often, or, you know, different, uh, different ways of doing it, but I've compressed it and actually enjoy having less business, uh, at a higher, higher margin, uh, as opposed to more business at a lower margin.
1: I still, I still struggle, you know, when we're having problems with the customer's order or something, I still struggle with, why are we even doing it? -hmm. Drop off laundry, yes, yes. Luke Welliford and Lee Welliford whisper in my ear, yeah, and do with do self service only. Don't do pick up and delivery. And and um, you know, then we have the five hundred dollar order come in, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is okay. It's paying my employees' wages. Yeah, I like that. We'll employ more people and with that. So I don't know. There's days when I kind of think the next door it probably won't do drop off. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to push the pickup and delivery piece.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? um, so I don't know. I do struggle with that. It is really nice having people come in. And I mean, we're in a business where people come in, we're renting utilities and we're renting machines mm-hmm. from men. they do their own laundry. They're their own labor. You don't like the way it came out. We'll use a different soap next time, you know, or yep. actually, I know that sounds horrible, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't like the way it came out. What that's it's, another thing about it all being on computer, computerized. We can start the machine again for you.
2: Yeah. Just
1: touch of a button. Let's run it again for you. We can rapid advance it just the rent cycle because you put too much soap in. Um but that's just part of the customer service aspect of, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Trade off. It's a trade-off between self-service and and um, doing it, doing laundry for people. We're really, really good, but we can't work miracles that people recognize the fact we're really, really good at doing other people's laundry. So I've been doing laundry myself for 40 years since (laughs) first got my, got married for the first time. So I've about got the hang of it.
0: Pretty much a pro now. Yeah. 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 Pretty much.
1: Well, okay. Let's
0: talk about, um, pickup and delivery. Did you start that when you started wash, dry fold or did that come a little later?
1: No, that was two years later. Um, we looked, you know, like geniuses at the time. Like we had, um, planned it just for the virus, <laughs> but um, the end of 2019, um, um, Steve and I were trying to decide, wow, pick-up delivery is kind of a thing. Should we jump into there? We're really good at, we recognize it's a completely different animal. Just because you do wash, dry, fall doesn't mean, um, you know, in-store drop-off doesn't, pick-up delivery is like, you know, on Star Trek, how they played three-dimensional chess. Mm-hmm it's another dimension it's you got two dimensional chess and then you add that extra spatial dimension to it. It's completely different. Um, do we, do we jump into that or not? And um, we decided, okay, January 1st of 2020, we're going to make a go, no go on it decision. So January 1st came we decided, yep, we're going to go for it. So then we had to try to find a software that, that would handle it that I liked that was, the price point that I wanted that could expand with us because um, I sure would not going to do it on paper or on a mm-hmm. spreadsheet. So um, April first, April Fool's Day of 2020, we launched it. Uh, bought a van, little Ford Transit Connect XL, um, had it wrapped. We've actually branded it separate from the laundry station, so it's Laundry Express. Then I come to find out about half of the laundry delivery services in the United States are named laundry express What thinking there's also a lot of laundry stations too so I could have I should have done a better job on naming it but we branded it separately it's a separate LLC if I had it to do over again I already had a big following with the laundry station now I'm starting a new brand from scratch and trying to get it up to the same recognition level and that has been a struggle I probably should have branded it the same but um so now I'm trying to figure out if I want to bring that back in and brand it the same or what. So it's just like a business plan. You, you talked you earlier to your business plan is always evolving. It's mm-hmm. always changing. It's, it's not, okay, this is the business plan. It's set in stone. Always be open to, to changing. And if something's not working right, just pivot. You know, 2020 was that was pretty much the buzzword, wasn't it? Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. Ready to pivot. So pickup and delivery has been a steady growth. It's not been the rocket growth that I had hoped that the laundry station and the drop-off has been, but, um, I haven't probably have not worked that nearly as hard either. I, I take the blame for that. I haven't done the marketing, um, the cold calling, walking into businesses, developing the business accounts. Um, but, um, it's, it's still profitable. You know, it's still making money. Um, you got to price it right. You have to know your numbers. You have to know how much it costs you to process a pound of laundry, either in-store or pickup and delivery. And we've got, you know, Steve and I have spreadsheets on everything. So, yeah. So I need to work a little bit harder. If, if we're going to continue with the pickup and delivery, I need to work harder at making that grow. So, but then if it grows, then I got to hire more people. I know. And do I work? Do we go to overnight processing? Because there's days when we're taking up half the machines and, but during the day we're not that busy. So there's the three dimensional chess part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of logistics, a lot of how do you allocate your machines and your, your staff. I don't, I don't want to have staff that I, and I know a lot of places do this, that they'll call them in when they need them. And then you you just expect them to be sitting there waiting by their phone. And then they call them in and they come in and they're, yeah. Well, we changed that process last week. Now you got to learn this way, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it is hard.
0: It, it's hard. It, it is. And I, you know, I've I always, am like, Hey, look, pickup and delivery is, I mean, you literally made it a separate business, but it's a different business. Yeah, like it's it, it is it's literally a different business. You're using the it same is. assets, but it's a different business than uh-huh. self-serving. Even I would say probably than Different than wash, dry, fold with the logistics component of having to yeah. have drivers and vehicles. And
1: the only thing is the same is the that you're washing, you're drying, and you're folding. Mm-hmm. And we process the stain treatment. You know the amount of detergent and the size of washers. All that's the same. But then we don't wrap those things in plastic. We even package things differently. We have different branded bags that. Um, our delivery bags that they go back in. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's different. So that area that I talked about that we reclaimed that was a customer area where customer seating used to be. Mm-hmm. We put some little temporary walls up, um, like little office cubicle walls on, on wheels to cordon off that area. And that's our laundry express, um, process or holding area, if you will, storage area. So, um, yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think the storage thing through well enough when we built. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that's, and that's what I hear all the time is like, if I had to do it over, I'd yeah. find a location with more storage. I'd build more storage or, yeah. you know, if you're planning on doing pickup delivery or wash, dry, fold even storage yeah. is so important, but it feels yeah, like, it was like wasted space until you got the business. Right.
1: Yeah, And when we first built, I never dreamed we'd do pickup and delivery. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I the ultimate would be to have a separate facility just for pickup and delivery, but that for us, that doesn't make sense. It, yeah. It just that's cost prohibitive and just doesn't make sense. Cause I got the same people processing the in-store drop-off that's processing the pickup and delivery stuff. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, next one, next one, you'll
1: know. Yeah.
0: Storage. Uh, yeah.
1: Next one will definitely be a lot more storage. than I think we're going to need.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh So I'm assuming, Google and Facebook ads is how you've been building that pickup and delivery side of things. I mean, yeah. you mentioned some stuff you want to do, but yeah, until now.
1: Yeah. That so far, that's been all I've done. Um, when we first opened uh, the laundry station, we did have a, we uh, did have a rate we have radio, we had TV, we had a TV ad and um, we did do some radio advertising also. I don't, I did not put metrics on that. Like I should have to be able to um measure that. Yeah. You know, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. That's right. So I didn't put the metrics on there, you know, to adequately measure that. We were just looking at the, the growth line, the trend line, but
0: yeah, that's,
1: that's I could have nice. done better on that. So again, we learned.
0: Yeah. Do you have a sense of how much of your pickup and delivery is commercial versus residential? Are you focusing on one or the other?
1: Very, very little commercial. Um, I think that's where our big growth is going to be. It's mainly residential right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean I think there's huge opportunity in both, uh, yeah. both sides, but yeah, you can get
1: yeah, COVID was was huge for that. But we still had a lot of in-store drop-off, and we still had a lot of people doing self-service, and um, you know, I'm just I'm thankful we're considered an essential business. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I told people at the start of when COVID, every they started freaking out and stuff started locking down. Like, oh, you're afraid your business is going to lock down, and your laundromats to lock down, and I'm like, well. Tell you what, if you want to see, you know, you want to really see a pandemic, you want to see diseases spread. Yeah. you on the capability for people to get clean clothes, right? And watch the the disease spread. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, we stayed in essential, so it wasn't yeah. for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were fortunate in the, in our industry for that. All right, so we have a segment of
1: the podcast called
0: "Down to Business." Uh, let's get down to business. Over and out. Okay. However, I think we've covered everything that I normally ask him down to visit, except for, yeah. uh, and, and we kind of covered this on your initial side of things, but not as much of what it looks like now. Okay. How many hours you spend on your business? Are you still working there full time? Are you still uh, attending it full time? What? How many I, hours are you spending on this thing now?
1: Personally, I go in as little as possible. Um, I, I do believe it's important to show up and, you know, your employees are working for you. You need to make sure that they see you, that they are, um, that you're taking care of them. You're listening to their concerns. You're taking the roadblocks out of the way. You're taking care of them. Um, so to be completely, you know, you never see me again, that leads to employee discontent and stuff like that. So right. um working on, I, uh, the goal is always to work on your business, not in your business. And I'm finally, I'm fully attended. I've got a, Kick butt management staff. Of course, my store manager is also Steve's daughter, it's my stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. So Cassie, shout out to Cassie. Um, she rocks. I tell everybody she's like me. She's just like me, but she's younger and more energy. So <laughs> just get out of the way. Um, she, she rocks. So her and her family moved here from Texas about a year ago um, with part of it was specifically for her to help me. Uh, run this business. And then I have uh, another, um, my assistant manager is Jen. Um, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not um, jinxing them to where something happens. Now with us. Um.
0: Knocking on wood over here. I
1: think <laughs> Knocking we're, on wood. Actually, we're, wood we're covered. Yeah. We're covered. Um, Jen rocks. She was a Dollar Tree manager for several of the Dollar Trees around. And I got to know her because we buy product, you know, a lot of people buy product from Dollar Tree and then, you know, you re- we resell the soaps and conditioners and stuff. Uh, or conditioners, <laughs> hair softeners, um, and so that's how I got to know Jen. And I had worked on her for about a year. I was like, you know, you should come work for me. Because she's like, oh, you know, I'm working so many hours, and this is, you know, just not happy where she's at. You should come. she should come work for me. Well, then, sure enough, she finally quit Dollar Tree. I'm like, come talk to me. So I am corporate you don't have to deal with corporate anymore. I am corporate.
2: Yeah.
1: So um, she's a full timer as well. Um, Then I've got another gal who mainly just does wash, dry fold, pretty much all. And she's bilingual. Um, Super, super nice. And then I've got my other three that are, that are part-time. So that's my staffing. Um, But so that way, the only time I need to go in is if we've got built in redundancy, you also want that in a business. Um, this closer can't close. That one can't, that one can't. Neither of my managers can. Somebody's sick, whatever. Then I come in. So I'm kind of the last resort.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, but I'll go, whenever I go in, I mean, I'll grab a broom. I'll go clean. What do you need? You need something. You guys super swamped on something. I'll run the register. i like, I'll do whatever. I mean, I'll do whatever they need done because I have done it. Yeah. I don't have ask anybody to do anything I can't or won't do myself. Um, but, uh, as far as working on the business, I'm 24 seven. I'm I even dream laundry. We all dream laundry when we're in it, um, but I'm always thinking and looking and reading books and working on my numbers and thinking of new advertising and stuff like that. I just I love it. I just I love it. That's I, awesome. I'm one of those people that's ever going to retire. I'll have to do something if it's not laundry. I'll have to be doing something productive somewhere. No, I
0: got to stay busy. That's how I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe yeah.
1: We're, we're both ADHD. That's Maybe. right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's,
0: a, it's a blessing and a curse. Blessing it is. And a curse. Yeah. It is. Uh, so, I mean, I wanted to ask you about this actually, and you, you kind of already started going into it, but you've mentioned your team multiple yeah. times. Can we talk a little bit about like, how are you building the team? Like how are you finding employees? And then how are you, I mean, you say you have a great team. How do we all have great teams? What's your, what's your key to building a great team?
1: Well, um, my, my core, my, my full-timers, those, um, I taught Cassie into moving here from Texas. Uh, I got Jen to come to the dark side from Dollar Tree. Uh, (laughs) Martha was being underutilized um, where she was at, at a hotel chain Um, and but she loved to do laundry. So I got her to come over. So there's my three core people. Um, my part timers, there's been a bit of a turn there. You know, yeah, it's hard to get good help. Um, laundromats are not the most glamorous, sexy places to work. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd rather work at Starbucks or Chick-fil-A or something, something like that with more prestige. Yet that's the type of person that I want working for us. I want them to have heart for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be able to help them. Um, you want to have the. I, I have to have the brains to be able to operate the POS system mm-hmm. and you got to be honest and you know the traits that we that we all are looking for so um, it's, it's kind of a challenge uh, I usually advertise on Indeed I'll, I'll be honest I have never found anybody worth interviewing on Facebook but not out Facebook jobs ever I think there's been a couple we pulled in I was like oh no <laughs> um uh so indeed is what i've i have used either sometimes paid sometimes not usually just not you know don't even handy uh put signs up in the store um some of some of my best employees have been former customers because they know what we what we expect um the ones that come in and they've never been in our laundromat they have preconceived notions of what a is supposed to be like which is probably 90% of the laundromat's around. Um, and it's not, we're not anything like that. You know, we're high tech, we're clean, we're safe, we're friendly, blah, blah, blah. And um, so trying to, trying to find the right fit has always been a challenge. There is a book uh, that is called, where is it? Actually, I have it over here. One moment. Mm-hmm. Uh. The ideal team player, Patrick Lencioni, I guess is how you pronounce it. The ideal team player, Mm but people who are uh, humble, hungry, and smart. They're humble. You know, they don't, they aren't braggadocious or anything. Uh, They're hungry. They want to do well. They want to advance in your country, in your company. And they're smart, not necessarily smart with brains, but I, it's kind of like an emotional intelligence they understand the interpersonal relationships the the customer employee relationship the um coworker relationships stuff like that so um you know you, you just talk you kind of you just kind of get to know people by talking to them with an interview um we have some questions uh, questionnaires that we have them fill out you know it's it's um, actually the ones that you hate your little essay questions um you also learn if you can read their handwriting too, which is important if they're leaving <laughs> for the next attendant. You got to be able to read, right? Read I don't their...
0: know. Doctors seem to pull it off somehow.
1: They do. Worried. Well, they have the nurses <laughs> write for them.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They do.
1: That's smart. so. Um, but it's it, it. That is our. I would say our biggest struggle, and I think that's probably everybody's biggest struggle, is getting the right employees. Uh, minimum wage in, in Kansas is still seven twenty five. We start at twelve. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we start at twelve. That's awesome. And we've interviewed people from other laundromats that they are now maxed out at 12. And I still didn't hire them because so it's like, yeah, you're, you're not, you're still not to our standards. Sorry.
0: Yeah. You're maxed out uh, already.
1: But I, and I'd love to get to where uh, we start at 15. That's, that's my goal. I would love to be able to start the, the closer $15 an hour, a little more of incentive to show up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and hopefully get attract a little better candidates. Um, so we try to treat them, we treat them well, we pay them well, but I also expect you to do the job. You know, I expect you to take care of the customers and take care of my property. That's, that's all you got to do. Just like as a landlord, when you have rental properties, take care of my property and pay me on time. Mm-hmm. Two things people have so much trouble with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Employees, do the job, you know, take care of the business, do the job. I got checklists. Here's how you, Here's what you do during the day. Here's what you do to close, and it's, it's and take care of our customers, and you'll be fine. We'll advance you pretty quickly. We'll we'll review them after 30 days. Give them a, start giving them advances after that. Um, we pay people double time on holidays, um, not time and a half. We we'll pay them double time because um, I don't want to have to come in and work
2: yeah 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) um so please i'll pay you twice what you normally make If they'll just come in don't call out uh we're closed christmas and thanksgiving we close early christmas eve the day before thanksgiving close early on the fourth of july nobody comes in after six on the fourth um you know stuff like that new year's eve will close early
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um we're open new year's day we're open easter um you know yeah yeah
0: I mean, that's so, awesome. I, I will. Uh, oh, good.
1: Uh, no, your employees are people take care of you. You know, like to say, take care of your employees um, and take care of your customers. Your employees will take care of your customers and both of them, both that group, they'll take care of you. So,
0: yeah, I will link to the ideal team player just in case anybody okay. w- is looking to build a, your team or you're trying to strengthen your team. Uh, okay. For your for your business, I'll link to it because I think it's a great uh, a great read. And
1: it's a really resource. good book. You've read it, then?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. read it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I've between Steve and I, I, probably have thousands of books, but I only have hundreds. So <laughs> I read a lot, audiobooks, and mainly read read books.
0: Yeah, me too. Books. Me too. Okay, we have yeah, another no, segment sorry. of the podcast called Secret Sauce listen up it's the secret sauce and secret sauce is hey what's something maybe that's working well for your business that you think other laundromat owners could or should employ in their business to help us get to the next level
1: um the three things i i hit on clean safe friendly we are still, I mean, we've been open a little over four years and we still have people come in and it's like, oh, did this, just, this hasn't been open very long, has it? And I said, no, it's a little over four years. I'm like, oh, this looks brand new. I mean, they don't know the floors actually used to be white, white.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. British, yeah you but, like our gray floors.
1: Um, yeah. But um, yeah, we got some dings in the walls. We're going to, I'm trying to figure out what to do about that, but um, they still are shocked that it's been open four years. We keep it clean. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep everything looking new. We keep the machines you know as clean as possible um safe um and also on clean pick up. you know i try to keep trash picked up in the parking lot and in the landscaping and all around um, um and the safe you know the windows all around i've got led lights inside led lights pack lights all around the building so and i told the electrician when we built i wanted I wanted it lit up like 4th of July, you know, mm-hmm. got lights in the parking lot. There's, there's no place for somebody to hide in the shadows there around the building. So, um, clean safe. Uh, we don't, we'll, we'll get, we'll get a homeless person every once in a while. Um, we are not located in an area where there's a lot of services for them. Like we're not near salvation army or the homeless shelter or stuff like that, but you know, you still, we'll still have them come through. Um, I have no problem with we've Steve and I and our family on both sides of our family, his family and mine, we both had um, relatives who have been homeless at points in their lives. And so we do have a heart for that. Mm-hmm. So you come in, I don't have a problem coming in, drying off, warming up, cooling off, whatever, you know, give you a bottle of water, sit there and relax and, you know, kind of plan what your, your next plan is. But after about an hour, you'll, you'll need to have a plan to move on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, being fully attended, we can manage that. Um, so it's safe for the patrons, but then it's it's just safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem. My employees are empowered to call nine one one if they they feel like it's it's necessary. I trust their judgment. I so said I'll back you up on it. I don't care what it is, but um, I want them to feel safe. I want the customers to feel safe. Everybody, and then friendly. When I hire them on, and I try to reiterate this with people with my employees that you don't know what your customers are going through. You don't even know what your coworkers are going through. You don't know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Smile. You might be the only smile they see all day. You know, the, the grocery store clerk, the gas station attendant, somebody else, they hate their job, they hate their life. And they're just surly. We're going to be a place where you smile, you know, just be friendly with people. And yeah, you might hear their life story. You also might find out they just, I have had people tell me, how's, how's your day going? Oh, it's awful. Um, I just found out I have cancer. I mean, I actually had a customer tell me that one one day. I was like, okay, I wasn't prepared for that. But I sat down there and just let them talk to me for a little bit. You know, get them tissue if they're going to cry and stuff. But, you know, just try to, try to touch them as a human. It's not all about the profits, the money. It is a service. We're serving the community. You know, we've got a little corner for kids' books, a little read, a little table and table and chairs. Um, so we do have the little kids' corner. We don't have any toys and stuff, but I don't want them to choke on things or throw them on the floor. But um, we've got the kids' corner. It's, it's, it's about people. Try to connect with the people and try to get your employees to connect with the people. Tell them that's, that's part of the checklist. Go out on the floor every 30 minutes, sweep, talk to customers, smile at them. Ask them if everything's coming out okay. So I love that. Like mean, it or not, that's part of the job.
0: Yeah. I love that. I mean, because it sounds so basic, but it's 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 part of the job, but it's the, the key. It is. It's right? so the, the crucial parts, the heart it of is. the job.
1: We have this real nice attendance area that's completely open. I mean, there's we we are not set up, we're not built to even be unattended. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's completely um, you got the the half walls. And then, um, the area that you can walk in back into the attendance area. And it's really easy to just stand back there in your safe zone, this little safe area where only the attendant can go. And with this big building, it's, it's kind of scary to go all, all the way out there to the deep end, to the far side of the building and talk to somebody. So. Yeah. Yeah. You have to hire people that aren't afraid of people. <laughs> Yeah. Which is easier said
0: than done sometimes. It, it so. is. It is. Uh, all right. We have another segment called Pro Tips.
2: Pro Tips.
0: And Pro Tips is for the newbies, people trying to buy their first or build their first laundromat. What okay. tips do you have for somebody you know, trying to get into this business?
1: It I Guaranteed, it's going to take more cash than you think. Yeah, there's free laundromats out there. It's free for a reason. You're going to need to put money into it to make it profitable, make it worthwhile. Um, especially if you're building, you're gonna have cost overruns. Um we had wound wound up having a storm sewer project where we have actually a storm sewer in our parking lot um because of the way everything had to be graded down. And I also have had to buy a fire hydrant. I have my own fire hydrant. Mm. I'm gonna paint it pink someday, but I haven't yet. But out in the landscaping, so water main comes off to that and then into the building, but, um, that was $50,000. We had not planned on between the stormwater sewer project and the, the fire hydrant. Oof. So there went my 401k
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> at the time. That's all we had to tap into. I mean, everything else was in the land and, and construction costs. And that was the, gotcha we, that we, we couldn't plan. I mean, there's a fire hydrant here. There's a fire hydrant there but the fire department decided that we were just far, not uh, far enough away that neither hydrant could reach this part of the building, the metal building with tile floors, with a bunch of laundry equipment in it.
2: Mm-hmm. Go here. So yeah.
1: anyway, uh, you'll have cost overruns. Um, 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 do your due diligence, you know, everything, every, every other person says, um, no, know, know the, the, um, know your demographics, uh, know the competition. Like I said, I've got the map over there on the on the wall with a whole bunch of push pins on it that shows every laundromat in town. It's numbered, everyone that's still uh, viable. Um, black pins denote dead laundromats, ones that have closed. Um, so there used to be one there, now it's not. Um, I've got some other indicators around town that I like to monitor. Um, but that, that map and then the Excel spreadsheet that matches it is a result of knowing my competition and knowing all the other laundromats around. So just learn the business, learn the business, join the CLA, oh my gosh, huge amount of information. Uh, join all the laundromat forums that are on uh, Facebook. Um, and, and if you do join those laundromat forums on Facebook, there's a search feature for every group Search first <laughs> ask. Yes, there is such a thing as a stupid question. A stupid question is one that was just answered, and you're too lazy to go look it up. So, um, I know that sounds harsh, but you, you and I both know we see the same questions every freaking day. Oh yeah. Do some searching. Do some googling. Or do some do some searching on that forum. Somebody's already asked that. Maybe it's a little bit different search term, but. Um, but read that. There's a I'm still learning stuff from people. I'm on all of them. I'm a lurker. I don't post a whole lot, but um I read most most all of them. Probably I spend way too much time on there reading, but that's how you learn too.
0: So that's it. Yeah. Uh awesome tips for pros. I will link to uh Facebook group there, uh Facebook groups on the show notes. So if you want to go okay. join uh, some, go. Click on those links and go join them. Uh, another segment that we have, I guess it's our last segment that we have is called Recommended Resources. And that's, do you have any resources that you recommend to help us grow ourselves and or our businesses?
1: Okay, well, um, I'm an avid reader, love to read. I would already showed you the one, the ideal team player. I do happen to have some books that I would recommend that have helped a lot. Uh so the yeah, ideal team player, already been there. It's okay to be the boss.
2: Ooh, I haven't read that.
1: Uh Bruce Tolgan. Um step-by-step guide to becoming the manager, your employees need. Your employees need direction. They want direction. It's like if you're a parent, you got kids, it's kind of like how to be a how to be a parent to your to your employees. Your employees, um, I like that. Yeah. We um also on the forums, I think there was somebody that posted the other day um, that his employees want things done a certain way. And you know, how do you handle that? And I'm like, well, you're the boss. You tell them how you're gonna handle it. What's best for your business? You're the boss. Don't be don't don't let them be telling you how to do things. You're the one, you learn the business, you tell them this is how we're gonna do it because that's what's best for the business. Mm-hmm. You now Okay. So uh i'm still working on this one i'm
0: oh i love that book
1: three quarters of the way through never split the difference yeah uh negotiate yeah. depends on it
0: uh, uh that one like three times I love the it. one
1: i meant to start off with the bible coin laundries the road to financial independence emerson higdon an oldie bit of goodie um it's hard to find um can find it on amazon um goodwill stores. We have two copies. Steve marks up his copy. I mark up mine. Um, but this this was written, I think, the nineteen nineties is the most recent. Oh, look, Steve's notes. He even stamped it with his engineering stamp. There you go. <laughs> like
0: this one's uh, mine.
1: This, this is his copy. Mine's buried back there, but his is it, easy to get to. Um, this this is a gold goldmine of information. This tells you exactly, it, just step by step, how to do stuff. Now, given. Uh, we'll step back. I think it was written in the 90s. It was the latest update on it. Um, top loaders were prevalent. Um, so, keep principles, in... not details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the demo gist of it, but um, keep in mind when it was written and how the machine, how the equipments have changed. We went to um, HE machines, right? High efficiency, low water, lower water usage machines. Right. Um, so keep that in mind when it talks about assessing financials and um, sizing your water, stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, that is a gold mine as far as location and how to, so I don't know if you had that one or not, if you've ever, no, I don't, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. We, that one's amazing. Uh, one page marketing plan. If you're not really into marketing books, this is a summary of about four other really well-known marketing books. Um, I actually listened to the audio book and then I bought the paper copy so I could mark it up. Um, so this is like, yeah, this is a summary of, and he actually talks about which books he's um, uh, liberally taken ideas from, maybe. Um, awesome book. All right. Next up, a classic, e Myth Revisited. Love it. How to work on your business, not in your business. Um, write down processes, create a team. Um, another classic seven habits highly effective people
0: um, love that book too
1: yeah I'm uh, you know I struggle daily with putting everything into place that I read <laughs> um, love him or hate him he did write the book Trump mm-hmm. the deal I uh,
0: loved that book I listened to the audio of that one and I yeah. loved the book just like just The mind behind. I I
1: thought it was great. Yeah. He
0: did it before he was president, but
1: exactly. Yeah. Whether you love a good book, the guy has made several fortunes. So he knows what he's doing. Speaking of which also, whether you like or hate Walmart, uh, Walmart is not the Walmart. It was back in Sam Walton's day, but um, Sam Walton's biography made in America. Um, how he would go visit his stores just incognito, just dressed as Sam Walton, and um, and go to his competitor stores and see what they're doing that's working for them and what's not working for them, and then incorporated that into the Walmart stores. Actually, fun fact: I actually um, early 90s, I think it was. I actually interviewed at the corporate headquarters in Bentonville for an IT position. And because my mom was still alive and lived back that direction. And I was thinking about moving back there from Wichita, but I decided against it. But um, yeah, it was, it was really, it would have been a great opportunity. I decided that was not the right fit for me. The 45 hour standard work week and management meetings mandatory on Saturday mornings. And I was like, I still, even then I, I wanted to work for myself. I don't want that much effort into making somebody else rich. So, and then Ray Crocs book that he wrote himself running it out uh, the movie the founder that michael keaton was in is based off this book there's another book that's um about mcdonald's um whether you love or or hate their stuff the business the business rocks so uh there's another book about mcdonald's business i can't remember what it is but it's over there on the shelf but um anyway anything about their business models uh chick-fil-a stuff like that what are other people doing that works Mm-hmm. what's making it work.
0: Yeah. and just Don't, so don't be
1: blockbuster, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Pay attention
1: that's right. to the changes and the times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I will link okay. to all of those books. So if you want to go check out one or all of those books, easy, mm-hmm. easy. Okay, uh, and, and, but, oh, got another one.
1: American Coin Op Magazine. It's free. Read it. Uh, Planet Laundry, the magazine for the Coin Laundry Association. So read that too. Okay. Neil.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, that was, that was probably the best recommended resources segment we've had. That was a lot of really good books and that should keep you all busy for a long time. Yeah. Uh, reading, reading, and and retain
1: all that information. I've tried to, I've read most all of them all the way through. Uh, some of them I'm still in the middle of, and then I got a bunch of other marketing books I'm working on, but um, if, as long as you get some nugget out of something somewhere, you know, always be learning.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is you're not going to be able to do everything from all those books, right. but try to pick something and put it into, I mean, we talk about that all the time here, but put yeah. it into action. Cause that's where, that's where you achieve your goals, right? Putting, it's yes. the action, you know, you can learn yep. all you want. You be the smartest person in the room, but if you're not putting any of it into action and, you know, building something with it, then it's not going yes. to be any good. So put into action. Yes. last question yes. I have for you before we wrap this thing up is if, yes. People are enthralled by your story, inspired by your uh, perseverance, love your knowledge, want to benefit from your lessons that you ended up paying a lot of money for. Uh, What's the best way people can get in contact with you?
1: Email is probably the best. Uh, Sharon at the laundry station, ks.com. KS for Kansas. Uh, Or I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Just shoot me a message over on LinkedIn.
0: and I will have uh, both the email address and links to uh, your LinkedIn and also links to your, uh, your laundromat website so people can okay. uh, check that out. And then also, if you're interested in checking out uh, Sharon's uh, laundromat. She sent over some pictures. Those will be on the show notes page So go check them out over there. Sharon, this has been incredible. I have like pages and pages of notes that I've been taking this whole time. Very, very cool. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing Long your experience. In. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking Thanks forward for to having
1: me on this is, this has been a blast.
0: Oh man. Yes. And we'll have to do more stuff together. Cause this has been a yeah. blast and you've got a lot of wisdom to share. So appreciate it. Thank you. All right, I hope you loved that interview with Sharon. So much good stuff. I wrote down so many notes. Hopefully you did too. Uh here's one thing that I'm taking away from this. And you know, I say this every time. All this stuff is great. Doesn't do you any good. Doesn't help you get any closer to achieving your goals unless you start to take action. So pick one thing. Take action on it. Here's my thing uh that I want to take action on. I loved actually this quote that I wrote down uh that she said, "When we get customers, we tend to keep them, and I love that quote. I wrote it down, like I said, and I just I think that that perspective needs to be prevalent in everything that we do, right? Whatever our business is, uh, whether it's you know laundromats or whether it's being a landlord or whether that's owning laundromat resource, like hey, once you know, we have customers, let's do everything we can to, to keep them uh, because, you know, it's our business and we depend on our customers. We want to make sure we're taking really good care of them. That they feel welcome that they are getting value from us and uh, that, you know, we're we're serving them the way they deserve to be served. All right, so that was my takeaway. What's yours? Head over to the forums, launderbrandresource.com slash forums. Go share your one takeaway over there and uh, say hi to James, our new community liaison for us. All right, talk to you guys next week in the next episode of the Launderbrand Resource Podcast. Peace.